0: Welcome. I'm your host, Tina Gosney, a family relationship coach, and this is the Coaching Your Family Relationships podcast. And here, you're going to learn how to be aware of your own thoughts and feelings and the way you show up in your relationship with yourself so that you can strengthen your relationships with your family. Break your patterns, change the relationship. Today is a special podcast going to focus on questions that have been sent in by listeners i have two questions to answer today and these questions are from people that are just like you they're struggling with their family relationships and if you would like to submit a question to be answered on the podcast go ahead and go into the show notes and click the link i'll get to as many of them as i can during the month of november i'll be running these episodes all month so make sure you get your question to be answered. This is your chance to get some free help, so take advantage of it while it's here. Let's get to question number one. Here's the question. I'm so disappointed in my wife. She is so disorganized, and I feel like I'm picking up the slack when I get home from work. If she would be better about having the stuff like the laundry done, picking up the kids' toys, making dinner before I get home, I wouldn't be so mad. I get so frustrated when I come home every day and it's the same thing over and over again. This has been going on for years now, and it's just getting worse. What should I do to help her get more organized? Okay, here's the answer. First of all, we want to acknowledge that adults get to make their own choices and their own decisions. We don't get to make decisions for other people. She gets to make her own decisions about what she does with her time and what she doesn't do with her time. And when you just drop the need for her to be different and do things differently, that's actually going to go a long way. It's interesting to me that you mentioned this has been going on for years and you're frustrated. One thing I think that we don't really acknowledge is that we get frustrated over the things that are happening year after year, expecting them to be different. But yet, why are we expecting things to be different? especially when they've been been going on for years and years. And you said that this has been going on for years. So my question to you is, why are you expecting something different? Do you realize that your emotions, you said disappointment and frustration, you even mentioned mad at one point. Do you realize that these are coming from your own thoughts about you needing her to do the household chores differently? and your thoughts about how she should be more organized. That's where your emotions are coming from. You are the one that is creating the frustration, the disappointment, the anger, not her. She doesn't create those. You create those. You are the creator of your feelings and you create them with your thoughts. No one else creates these for you. You are the one that creates them. Once you really let that sink in, I think it's the best thing because that's where you start to get freedom because you get to choose whether or not you want to continue to be frustrated and disappointed and angry. So you have several options here, and here's just a few. Number one, you can continue to be frustrated, disappointed, and angry, and you can keep that same dynamic and that cycle that's going on right now. That's always an option to not change anything. Number two, You can own your feelings. You can deal with that feeling of frustration on your own and just deal with it internally. Like, this is my problem, I'm gonna deal with it. She has nothing to do with it. Number three, you can change the way you're thinking and drop all expectations that you have of her and how you want the house to be run and just let her be herself and whatever she wants to do. Now, these are all options. They're all valid options. But let me offer a fourth option. And this is the one that can be the trickiest because it has the potential to open you up to some vulnerability and humans do not like to be vulnerable. So here's option number four. You can allow yourself to be frustrated and disappointed and angry. You can come into the house after a long day at work and the house is a mess and things are not done and dinner's not made. You're going to feel something. Maybe it's frustration. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's something else. But you're probably going to feel something. And here's what you do next you just let yourself feel it. You process that emotion. You feel it in your body. You allow yourself the space to have emotions about it. And then you remind yourself that these feelings are coming from sentences in your brain and that you are the one that creates them. It's possible that she came from a home that was much different than yours and that you had came into the marriage with expectations, and so did she. And you both are just working from different set of expectations. But when we approach this relationally, we calm ourselves down first. We do some slow, deep breathing to help ourselves calm down. You have to make sure that you've calmed down because this next step will not work if you are all worked up and still emotionally triggered. Because you ask yourself okay, if I were my wife, what would I want from me right now? Now, at first you might draw a blank and that is okay. So maybe you even ask her, okay, what do you need from me right now? When you drop the judgment of her, she's going to feel it. And she for sure feels the judgment right now, even if you're trying to hide it. Because we humans are really good at picking up on each other's emotions, even when we're trying to hide them. So start thinking relationally, not individually. You guys are a team. Treat her like she's a valuable team member. Let her know that you value her. You don't have to come home and do all the housework if you don't want to. But when you are thinking relationally, you work together to find solutions. You don't work against each other. So start there. Start with calming your own emotions down, allowing yourself to have them, and then asking yourself. If I were my wife, what would I want from me right now? Start there and then check it back in with me. Send me an email and let me know how this is going. Okay, here's question number two. I have five kids and three of them don't go to church anymore. The other two are on the fence and honestly, I'm not sure where they will end up. We have a daughter that is gay and she has a partner that we love. I'm not struggling with my kids not going to church or having a gay daughter I still go to church, and it's so hard for me to listen to how other people talk about LGBTQ people. They say the most judgmental things, and the worst part of it is that they don't even hear the words that are coming out of their own mouths and how judgmental and mean they sound. I leave church in tears most of the time. I get emotional when I speak up, and I know if I said something back to the people making rude comments that I would just cry the whole way through. I don't know what to do. I feel like the church is my spiritual home but I don't feel welcome in my home anymore, and it's a painful place to be. I'm not sure what my question is, but I just want to feel better. So for the person that sent this question in, my heart goes out to you. I know that this experience that you're having at church is one that is so incredibly difficult, and I'm hearing more and more and more situations like this as time goes by. So I am so sorry for your experience, and I know firsthand how difficult this is. To feel like we belong somewhere and that we have our group and our tribe is just a fundamental biological need that we all have. It's actually written into our DNA. When you feel like you used to belong and now you don't belong, it strikes at that very core of who we are and what we need. It feels life-threatening. So no wonder you're getting emotional and no wonder you're leaving church in tears and you feel like you're not welcome in your home. That all makes perfect sense. I'm going to give you the first part of how to start feeling better, but I actually think this situation is one that would benefit so much from an ongoing coaching relationship or a relationship in working with the counselor. It's important that we give our emotions some space. It sounds like you are not okay with getting emotional or leaving church in tears, and that makes sense. We don't want to get emotional in front of other people. And we don't want to leave a place that we have previously found so much peace and belonging. We don't want to leave there in tears, feeling like we're not welcome there. But what if you let it be okay that you are having emotions? What you're going through is most likely part of the grieving process for what you used to have versus, versus what you have now. You're grieving and the people that you would previously have turned to are probably the ones that you're grieving. Those relationships are the ones that you're grieving. It's the relationship with your ward members and that sense of peace and comfort that you used to get when you were there with them. Giving space to your emotions will help you to start feeling stronger. And you know, most people think that if they allow themselves to feel their emotions, they're going to get caught up in them and they're never going to be able to get out. The opposite is actually true. When you process emotions like our bodies, were meant to process them. I want you to go to episode 63 of this podcast. It's called Processing Emotions. In that episode, I walk you through what truly processing emotions is. So many of us have it wrong. So go to that episode, learn how to process these emotions, learn how to give them space and to let them be there without fighting them. Now, in addition to that, before you even get to church, I want you to decide why you're going that day and what you want to focus on. I have a good friend who has also been struggling with church for different reasons, and she has decided that her purpose of going to church is to sit by a special needs woman in her ward and to be her friend. This is just an example of how we can have a different purpose and find new purposes of being there. Maybe you find that on a given day that your purpose for going to church is to strengthen your relationship with Christ. So you focus on all the ways that you can do that. Or maybe your purpose is to allow yourself to feel all the feelings and make space for them and to really get in touch with your physical experience of church that day. Or maybe you just decide, today, I want to spread love to other people, and I'm going to look for someone who is struggling, and I'm going to just show them how much I love them. It doesn't matter what you decide your purpose is, but it's really helpful to get clear in your own mind about why you are showing up to church that day. And then I want you to also take a journal with you to church. If you need to, take some time to write about anything that is coming to your heart or mind. I think it's helpful to also write in my journal about what I'm focusing on that day, what my focus is going to be, because sometimes I forget and I get distracted by something or someone. And so when I write it down and look at it and remind myself throughout church meetings, oh yes, this is why I'm here. This is what I'm focusing on. Then that is so helpful to me. It helps me to stay focused. So start here, start by allowing yourself to have your emotional experience and to have a purpose in why you are choosing to do the things that you're doing. I am sending you lots and lots of love and a big hug, and I wish I could be there in person to give you that. Thank you for those who have sent in questions. I hope this episode has been helpful for you. I know how tricky relationships can be. In the intro to this podcast, I talk about how I help you have a better relationship with yourself, and I know that to many people, this seems really foreign. Because we don't even really ever talk about having a relationship with ourselves to begin with. We don't even know that we have a relationship with ourselves. But it's actually one of the most significant, if not maybe the most significant relationship that you have. So if you if this is news to you, then that is okay. You are normal. And let me introduce you to the relationship that you have with yourself. I do want you to think about this. You don't see the world and the people in the world as they are. You see them according to your own development, your own thoughts and feelings, and your own way of being. No one else sees the world exactly as you see it. When you work on your own development, when you work on the relationship you have with yourself, you begin to see situations and people and relationships differently this is important. This is where you will find your freedom, your confidence, and your peace. I'll see you next week for another episode of Ask Me Anything.